temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, all hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50 control from nowhere. Control from 45 directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky contest. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Shows his class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast, round nine in the books. We went down on the weekend, but we will analyse everything that happened. Your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hymans. Welcome to the show, Bolt. How are we? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a bit of a weird one yesterday, wasn't it? It was boring. It was just weird. I didn't find it boring, but I felt it was just a very weird match where we were never out of it, but... Never were, in it. Were we ever really in it? Never looked like we were going to win. I, I thought it was just a really ordinary day at the football, to be honest. It was, I didn't think the game was great. It was a bit lifeless. Like, you could almost hear yourself think a little bit. Like, Melbourne didn't really get out of second gear. We weren't very good again. It was cold. It was a bit wet. Yeah, it was, it was just, a weird one. It was just a weird day. I didn't, it wasn't one of my favourite days at the footy, to be honest. Yeah, it was just a bit of a... Just a bizarre day, <laughs> a bizarre day. A couple of things I want to touch on because uh, when the game started, we both noticed, because we sat together for this one, yes, and we both noticed a few uh, differences where players were lining up on the field compared to last week and previous weeks. Uh, the first one I want to talk about was uh, uh, Sam Doherty and Zach Williams. They were sort of rotating between a halfback and a wing. Yep. Do you think that worked better for us this week? I think so. We definitely got more out of Doherty yesterday on the wing. Mm. I thought Doherty was really good. I thought Doherty was brilliant. And like Williams, it was definitely a step up from the Western Bulldogs game, but he's far, still far from it. There's a lot of work for Zach Williams to you know, cover to get a bit of respect amongst the fan base, I think. But it was definitely an improved performance, but mm. it's not there yet. How would you rate Williams' game out of 10? You've done your votes. What'd you give him? Um, four or five. It's pretty low. It was average. It was nothing more than average. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he wasn't great. Um, and Doherty? Doherty was good. Like an eight? Yeah. I think I gave Doherty an, an eight, maybe even a nine. I can't even remember. No, I, I thought, think I gave I him thought an Doherty eight. was good. Doherty's better up the ball. And I think, you know, we had ambitions prior to the knee reconstructions to get him more up on the footy. So... Look, I think... It's worked well. He was brilliant yesterday. Uh, a couple of other differences in where plays started on the ground. Liam Stocker in the middle. What do you think of him? Yeah, I just don't think he gets involved enough. I just don't think he does enough. The I- very first match we might must add as well that he's played in the guts. We've never seen him there no, before. I know, I know. He just, I felt like he struggled a bit to get involved. And he made that one horrendous turnover at the end of the second quarter. Kicked a big goal, though. Kicked a nice goal, which everyone looked bloody excited about on the field. 
I um, thought that was. I just want to say quickly that was ridiculous. Yeah, like, the guy's Benson, first yeah. AFL goal, and like we saw when Owies kicked his first, how the entire team got around him. We've seen it with other players this year and last year. You know, everyone gets around him. Stocker kicks his first, and Ed Kerno went up to him. Uh, Ed Kerno raced over to him. That was good to see. Uh, Newman got around him. Liam Jones was big in getting around him. But other than those three, no one went around him. It was bizarre, and it was really disappointing, I actually thought, to see that because you would have liked the team to get around him. Also, like imagine what that does for his confidence. He kicks a goal, and everyone gets around him, and his first game in the midfield can make a world of difference, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, you'd like to see everyone on the same page in that respect, but I don't know. His game really didn't do a lot for Like He was just neither here nor there, really. Yes, he's had the 15 disposals. But he'll get, a, he'll get another crack next week. He'll, he, gets a, he gets a week of midfield next week against Hawthorne. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think that... And, you know, he's come up against the best midfield in the comp, which consists of Oliver and Petrarca and Langdon and Gorn and who else am I missing? I'm probably, Harms was running in there. Yeah, he was good. James Jordan was good yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he's come up against a serious midfield. And, yeah, I mean, he's had the 15, kicked a goal, couple of clearances, couple of inside 50s, couple of marks and tackles. So he's he's done all right, I actually think. Um, for a first showing, I I wasn't disappointed at all. I disagree with that. But for me, that it does nothing to get me too excited, that performance. Fair enough. Uh, very early in the game, this was... This was so upsetting to see. Uh, yeah, oh my God. I was I was a bit rattled for the whole day after this. Cunners, um, with a knee injury, and you know, from what we've heard now, it's basically all but confirmed that it is a serious knee injury. We don't know yet if it's an ACL or not, but it is something serious, which you'd expect to keep him sidelined, you know, you'd imagine for the remainder of the season. That just... Yeah, how 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 sad was that to see a guy who has finally been able to get some continuity? Two games played pretty good footy and does his knee. I, I really felt for the kid to be honest because he really I think he asserted himself in our best twenty two over the last you know f- three weeks and mm. then to do that, yeah, it's so disappointing. It really is because he added something different. He added bit of class coming out of the middle because, you know, he'd been showcasing his, you know, kicking ability, you know, just a bit more dynamic than what we've got at the moment. So it was a bit of a point of difference for us in the middle. So it's definitely a loss. It's definitely a loss. Mm. It's, it's just frustrating. Like, you know, yeah, he'd be shattered, like, you know, because that's, that's the reality of football is it's season number six. He's contracted till the end of next year. It's a terrible time if it is going to be a 12-month injury. Yeah. It's, it's just horrible luck. It's horrible. And I mean, people from outside of Carlton fans probably look at this and go, oh, well, you know, it's not a big loss for Carlton. But, you know, in the context of the state of our list right now, where we're crying out for someone like David Cunningham and the way that he's actually been playing in the last few weeks, I'd argue that this is a big loss. Yeah. Look, it's not going to be the difference between, you know, whether they're going to want to contend or not. But it's just, you know, one of those players that's been a bit of a handy find and, you know... I guess, you know, we dropped Petrescu, Seedon and Nunes and Gibbons because someone like Cunningham's come and elevated himself a well, bit. He's, Cunningham has been playing much better football than the players you just named in Nunes and Gibbons and Petrescu, Seedon. So uh, it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Um, and yeah. then Gibbons came on for him. What do you make of his game? Not much. Gibbons. Well... So at the end of the day, 
the the reserves didn't play on the weekend, so. No, well, Gibbons got a full crack at it. He no, no, no. A, he G- played G- a full G- no, match. Gibbons played a full game yesterday. Yeah. It was just like, that's... And, and you said to me, like, you know, oh, he's come straight on. Well, he didn't, he didn't need to warm up because it was literally just like an interchange rotation, bringing him off the bench. It was that yeah. early in the game with Gibbons. But I, I, I wouldn't have thought Gibbons is... If Gibbons was dropped off the back of the Western Bulldogs game, I wouldn't have thought the Melbourne game has done him any favours. Yeah, well, he couldn't... I mean, as you said, if he was dropped off the previous one, you'd imagine he'd probably be dropped off this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to speak about Teague's comments in the press conference because he said he had originally given Cunningham a job to uh, tag Lever and you know match Lever, follow him around, create a bit of a but an issue we, for Lever. Do we want David Cunningham doing that? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. I would not have thought For so. For me, that is just bonkers. Like, all well and good to say he did the job on Eastern Wood last year or whatever, and he did do a job on him. But at the end of the day, you know, we're a very skinny midfield group. There's not a lot of them that can run through. And to take David Cunningham out, to literally stick him as a defensive full forward, in my opinion, is a coaching joke. Um, yeah, well, so, so Teague wanted him to do that. It gets crazier because then... When Cunningham went down, he gave the job to Owies. Owies? Like, seriously? He's the smallest guy in the field. How, how is he meant to match Lever aerially? It was never going to happen. For me, it's mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing that a coaching group can sit down prior to a game and even improvise on the spot and say, like, this is how we're going to go about it. Because I think the clear... I mean, I don't think I would have given the job to Cunningham or Owies. Definitely not. But if there was going to be someone who I would have given it to because Cunningham's gone off. Well, Gibbons has come on and Gibbons has been trying to play that role the last few weeks. Well, Without much sure, success, though. No, well, definitely no success. But I'd rather I'd rather just let Gibbons do it and, you know, try that rather than Owies, who's so small. How is Owies ever going to be able to match Lever in the air? It was or, never going to happen. Or we could have just been a bit more sensible at team selection and bought in that third tour in someone like Josh Honey, just so we can at least make Lever accountable and give him a matchup. I agree. And, and you know, someone who maybe could have played that role was a Will Setterfield. He's got some height. But I don't like, know. What's that going to do for Setterfield, playing at full forward, defending Lever? Look, I don't... Oh, do you get what I mean? It's just... No, I know, for, I know. They me, should have played Honey. Yeah, they should have played... For me, this is... For me, this is a Carlton Selection Committee and... Co- it's chaos in the box at the moment. For me, this is a Carlton coaching group who got their team selections wrong and tried to put a band-aid over a big hole they left in the team by playing these makesh- by playing these guys in makeshift roles. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair call. Uh, look, it'll be very interesting to see you know, how they match up against Hawthorne, who's a much weaker outfit, must be said. A um, couple of other players I want to talk about, because I think Eddie Betts, he's one. He's he's hit some form bolt. He only kicked one yesterday, but he hit the scoreboard. I thought he was really good around the ground. Yeah, Betts isn't an issue at the moment. Uh, kicked five last week. You know, he's hitting some form, Eddie. Yeah, no, he is. Um, it's good for Eddie. Bit of energy, traps the ball really. I, you know, Betts, scary as it is to say, Betts is fine. <laughs> Yeah. I, oh, I, it's just the, the, where they're at at the moment. Bet's ain't the issue. Not at all. Uh, Lockie Fogarty was another one who's probably had a down couple of weeks compared to his start to the season, and I thought yesterday was much improved. Uh, back up to 23 disposals. He had the three score involvement, six tackles, four marks, 
He had six clearances and six inside 50s bolts. So he played a bit more midfield time and uh, I definitely think that's where he belongs. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely up around the ball. He did play better yesterday, Fogarty. I think they Um, need to play him in the middle. So maybe he can, you know, be that point of difference for Cunningham. He's probably not as... No, he is. He's a clever footballer, Fogarty. There was one kick he did inside 50 to Casbolt. Yes. Which resulted in a goal, which was just awesome. It was like a, it was like yeah, shaved yeah. off the side of his boot to perfection. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I think for us the point of difference is going to have to be Jack Martin playing extended midfield minutes. Yeah, well, he, is he back this week or is it next week? You'd yeah, imagine next sure. week. I'm not sure. Uh, Sam Walsh, classic Sam Walsh performance: thirty touches. Four score involvements, nine marks. So he's controlling the footy. Five he tackles, motors around. five inside fifties, three clearances. So he was brilliant. He was good, Walshy. Uh, was he our best on? Yeah, I thought he was our best player. I thought he was our best player. For yesterday. mine, it was you know Walsh or Doherty, or possibly. Yeah, I, I would have thought Walsh or Doherty. Jones was all right as well. Yeah, I thought I thought Jones was good. No, I, I thought Walsh. Uh, for me, Walsh was obvious. I thought Walsh was very good. Just like the consummate performance from well, Walsh. Speaking of Jones, how do you think him and Weeders fared? It was a weird, a weird game for Weedering because he didn't get as much of the ball as he has in previous no, weeks. McDonald got a hold of him a little bit as well. Mm. Um, it wasn't one of Weedering's... Weedering wasn't bad by any means. It wasn't one of his better games after what we saw him put on a show last week against the Bulldogs. But Jones was good, you know, completely null for Ben Brown had zero impact on the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we had that covered. I think we I think we restricted the Melbourne tours pretty well, as in Wiedemann didn't kick a goal either. So we were very... Uh, the weather helped us, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. But... Well, their smalls ran riot, it must be said. I mean, Fritch kicked three, Neil Bullen two, Spargo, Hunt, Langdon. I mean, even Oliver kicked a goal. Mm. No, I know. As in, at the end of the day... You know, maybe Parks, he struggled a little bit. You know, we had Newman playing a bit deep. Saad was playing deep. Saad was good yesterday, but I hate when Saad plays deep. Um, well, was yesterday not what we would probably want to see from Saad, where he's able balance. to play deep but also attack? Because he still had the 21 touches and no, I know. went reasonably well by foot. No, he was, he was very good yesterday, Saad. But I don't know. I, I just think... 19 kicks and two handballs. <laughs> That's what you want. Well, it's probably the opposite of what Cripps had yesterday. Yeah, well, Cripp had nine kicks and 18 handballs. But I think with Saad, I just... I really don't like seeing a picture of Saad as the deepest defender on the most dangerous small forward. I don't like it at all. Because he is our best weapon. He is the weapon, Saadi. Yeah. And I just don't like seeing Carlson play Saad in a role, which I know he's good at. But at the end of the day, you've almost got to balance whether... No, because we prefer... Saad... Is going to enhance us more, you know, being 40 metres up the ground with the footy rather than, you know, 35 out from the defensive goal. No, I agree. Uh, I want to talk about another player you mentioned there, Nick Newman, because it was his first game in over a year. And in my opinion, this was one of the stories um, of our season so far that he's been able to get back because it's been a couple of big injuries one after the other for Newman. Yeah. And he's been able to get back on the field and made a successful return. And I think he offers a lot more than Carlton fans give him credit for in terms of his leadership and his experience. And he's a really good distributor of the football. What were your thoughts on his match yesterday? I 
thought it was fine. I thought it was a pass for him. I, you know, he wasn't unbelievable. Wasn't a liability. He, you know, he was he was fine. Who do you he, reckon he played on? Newman. Yeah. Was he not more on rotating on the whole Spargo and um, what's the other bloke's name down there? Um, Pickett. No, no, Sard was more on Pickett. Um, Hunt. I've gone by, you know, it was, I think it was more Spargo. It was, it was Spargo. It was Spargo. Yeah, I mean, I thought... It was Spargo. I thought he... I thought he probably won that matchup. Yeah. No, I thought Newman was fine. I thought he was fine. You know, I, I'm a big... You know I'm a big Nick Newman fan. Uh, but yeah, just thought it was worth mentioning. It was great to see. Now, Bolt, just very quickly, um, I saw a stat... Well, a bunch of stats uh, of Sam Doherty's season so far because this is this is pretty crazy um looking at his stats in 2021 did you know that for his position on the AFL stats pro system he comes into the elite category for rebound 50s meters gained disposals intercept marks intercept possessions so the six main stats for a player in his position. He is in the elite category for five of them and above average in the other one. Uh, he's also in the elite category for clearances uh, and what was the... Oh, yeah, and stoppage clearances. So, and is marks... He, I think he's always been able to put together numbers, but I, I think we just wanted a bit more accountability earlier well, on I, in the I year. I think he's probably had an underrated season, the Doc. I mean, we said at the start of the year he was you know, below his standards, which he probably was. But if you look at his season... His, his last three weeks have probably have been better, for sure. His last month since the Brisbane game. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, it just felt it was worth acknowledging that... I, know, I don't think... I still don't think he's anywhere near 2016-17. Uh, well, I think yesterday was a game that could no, have no, slotted nicely maybe, into but I, think he, I, don't, I don't think his season's there, though. Yeah, no, his season as a whole isn't. But uh, his numbers are, which is... Just a funny little yeah. thing there. Um, Ed Kerno yesterday. Yes. Another Ed Kerno performance. You know, the, I think we'll just average it. It was very hard to watch yesterday. I found it very difficult because a lot of these players, I keep saying they were fine because we weren't horrible, but we weren't anywhere near a standard we should be playing. Mm. It was just, we were just so bang on average yesterday. As in, we just, ne- <laughs> we never looked like we we're going to win. We really never looked like we were going to win. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, it was just... It was such a meh performance from Carlton. In terms of our midfield, uh, did you think Stocker may have played a role on Petrarca? Yeah, you said that. He might have. But Petrarca... Obviously, would have won, if that's the case. Because I think he had like eight clearances and 26 disposals or something like that. But... Yeah. I didn't really notice a hard tag. Maybe it was more noticeable than, like for people watching on TV. I'm not sure, but at the ground, I didn't really, you yeah, know, I mean, notice it. I don't know. I, I, I sort of saw it a little bit. He had 16 pressure act stocker. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. A um, couple of other plays we should touch on. Uh, what do you think of Plowman and the other smaller defenders who we haven't really touched on yet? Parksy. What do you think of their games? Not great. That's not, fair enough. Not great. 
I didn't think Plowman was very good at all yesterday. One of his poorer games of the year, maybe? Yeah, it was. And Parks struggled a little bit more yesterday, but they'll both be there next week. Um, this is one we haven't touched on. I mean, you've, well, we've both actually been red hot on this. The Ruckman. Oh. The Ruckman. How do you... Because uh, I... Look, you know I'm not the biggest advocate for Pitonet to be playing over to Koning, but I actually thought yesterday, I, I left the game and thought, well, Gordon didn't really kill us. I don't know if that was because he was off or if Pitonet was... Go- I don't know. I just... I didn't see a lot of Pitonet yesterday, but, I mean, he kicked a good goal. I didn't see much of him, but, yeah, I just feel, I just left the ground thinking, well, you know, come up against the best Ruckman in the comp, and he didn't really murder us. He didn't murder us, but I'm going to say it again. If you compare Carlton to a circus, Pittenden and Casbolt are the ringleaders of the circus. The game, I tweet this, I've tweeted this before the last two games. The game starts where? In the middle. In the middle. So Pittenet has the opportunity. And I don't need Pittenet to beat and smash Casbolt. But I want Pittenet to give us something. Give us something going the other way. There's nothing. For me, Pittenet, he really winds me up a bit. And so does Casbolt. We'll speak about Casbolt in a moment. But I just think Pitonet, it's very hard to carry Pitonet at the moment when we're just getting absolutely nothing. So does There's Deconing- no physical presence. There's no, you know, below his knees efforts. There's no, there's just no, there's just nothing. He so- gets in the way a little bit. He does these handballs where it's just putting someone, it's just making it someone else's issue. So does Deconing come straight in? even though he didn't play in the VFL this week. Well, that's the question. And I, we spoke about this yesterday. I'm not sure if they will bring De Koning in off the back of no game at so, all. So McAvoy's rucking for Hawthorne, isn't he? Yes. I feel like this is an opportunity for De because McAvoy doesn't move around the ground as well as he used to, and De Koning moves around the ground very well. He may just be able to run McAvoy off his feet, but at the same time, McAvoy is a very physical ruckman. Correct. And that might not be the matchup we want to put De Koning into in his very first game of the year. I know. It's going to be, I think it'll be a very line ball decision what we do with the whole Hawthorne ruck situation. Yeah, it will be. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I just think we, if we're going to want to improve, and uh, this is no disrespect to Mark Pitonet, because at the end of the day, he's the second ruck on the list. So he's only meant to be playing in two or three week blocks, not nine week blocks. I feel I feel a bit sorry for him. I do. Because he's really, he's been given a task over the first two months of the year where, you know, most second rucks in the competition wouldn't perform any better than what he's been performing. It's just at the end of the day, we've seen it for so long, I'm sick of it. I think that's just the reality of it. As blunt as it is, I'm sick of it. Well, that's fair. That's a fair fair call. And I'm not sure if they'll play TDK. And then Casbolt's a whole other issue, which at the moment can't be rectified because of personnel. So who who have we got that's a chance of coming in for for Levi, if anyone? I mean, I feel like he's going to play. He will until play. Until no, back. Yeah, or here, and McGovern's not even close. And oh, I don't know. Something, something, and I wrote this down yesterday. Something that I noticed specifically in the first half, and I said this to you at the game, 
we actually have to have the extra tall. Like we've been no, no, calling we not to have it, but our game plan, we bomb it in every time. So if we don't have the extra tall there, we get killed. And it happened yesterday. Lever did kill us. He did. Oh. Then Melbourne, Melbourne's defenders <laughs> smacked us in the air. But do we not think this is a coaching deficiency whereby we can't adapt to a, you know, a situation at, you know, a given situation? I just think how, I just think our movement inside 50 is so average. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I mean, our inside 50 numbers every week are similar to the opposition, yet we're three and six. Like that's, that shouldn't be a positive. It's I not. I feel as if Teague speaks of it as if, as if it's a positive, but surely that's Teague just shouting. Tw- well, Teague. Teague will twist stats to make you think we're competing, but no one cares about competing at the moment because we're not winning. Yeah, and I guess I guess that's the reality of it, the, isn't the it? The issue is we lose presence ahead of the ball so easily, and when Mackay's not in the picture, well, H yesterday was good, wasn't he? Made the most of his few opportunities with a shoulder. That's where H has improved out of sight. He was down and out. He was hurt. It was wet. He was playing on a very good defender. Kick three goals. Yep. As in that is. Yesterday is exhibit 1A of the development of Harry Mackay. Everything went against him, hits the scoreboard, kicks three goals. And it must be said, because I actually pointed this out to you, he actually ended last season like that a bit as well. Yeah. Kicked seven goals in his last two games last year against, was it Brisbane and Sydney? Adelaide. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, and Sydney as well. I think he kicked a couple. Anyway, he's sort of, you know, we saw this maybe coming at the end of last year. No, he is so exciting. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. He's it kicked, is brilliant. What's he up to now? 33 goals in nine weeks. Yeah. It's amazing. He'll, ki- it, he'll kick. He could, he, he, he could he, kick. He's very likely to finish the season an All-Australian and Coleman medalist. As in that he's just... For someone his age and for like the rapid development of Harry Mackay, it's unbelievable to think about. Yep. It yep. really is. Uh, should we hit the Twitter questions? Let's hit the twit. Uh, there's a lot that's come through. And I'm keen to hit them because... I feel like this week, there wasn't usually, you know, usually when Carlton games end, there's you know a lot of hype around the result. I feel like yesterday's game went a little bit under the radar compared to other weeks. Is that fair to say? It was just boring. It was just lifeless. <laughs> um, let's, hit, let's hit the questions. Um, Ash Norris wants to know, why hasn't Teague changed the game plan to rectify... Uh, sorry, to reflect injury and form well, on our yeah. list. For example, try Harry and a mosquito fleet up forward. And then second part of his question is, who is to blame for not recruiting or training up a player to provide the blocks and forward pressure a 35-year-old Eddie Betts does? Well, I'll, and we've touched on that first bit. The, the game day adapting coming from the coach's box is amateur. It really is. Uh, the but way- that's where Teague used to be good. We used to we Teague, used to go Teague, five Teague's- goals down every week and come back. Yeah, Teague's in a bit of a rut at the moment. We're getting out coach, and I fear for this Hawthorne game, not on the ground. I fear for it in the coach's box this week. I really do. You reckon we could lose it? Well, I don't know. We, it's just, this, has the, this week has the narrative to end. We should be smashing Hawthorne. We really should be... They are as bad as what Carlson were in 2015. The list demographic's very similar. We should be whacking them. But they're coming off a really bad loss. They, like us, play a bit better at the G. 
They've got the master coach. I, it, the stars aren't lining up well for us. This I'm very. This is. This could be a catastrophic day for the club. I'm not saying it will be because we should be whacking them. But this has. If, if we lose on the weekend, where to from there? Well, it's season over. Three and seven. It's season over. It's it's you know the club's under pressure. It would be in, a disaster. Let's not sugarcoat it. If we lose this coming weekend, it's nothing but a catastrophe. Mm. It's nothing but a catastrophe. But if we're so close to that, isn't that isn't a, a, an issue? Well, we're a week bad off enough- a catastrophe here, which is nuts. Well, and you can tell me like five of our six losses have been against top eight teams. Like, great. If you're going weren't, make- weren't, weren't we meant to be a top yeah, eight well, team? If you want to make the finals, you've got to pinch a couple of those games. We're 0-5 against top eight teams. And let's be honest, the three games that we've won have come against very poor opposition. It must be said. I know. But, yeah. But no. Back to the question. The Teague... Teague starting the... It's just... There's not a lot of... See, we've won one of our last six bowls. No, I know. It's... We were two and two. We were two and two. Sorry. One, it's one of our last, last five. five. One of our last five. It's just... I don't think there's a lot of... I don't know. It's just... As an... I can... Like... Just as a keen football observer over a long time, there's not a lot that excites me coming from the top at Carlson at the moment. We'll move on. Peter Carrick says, Structure and game plan remains terrible at different times yesterday. Melbourne was able to get Cozzy Pickett on Weedering or McDonald on Williams or Plowman, yet at the other end, we just kick it to Harry and every time May was breathing down his neck. Yep, it's a fair call once again. I think a lot of people are starting to see for what it is, that are we a well-run team at the moment? It's a mess. Um, and he says, one more, this is also from Peter Carrick, whilst we continue to play injured or unfit players, we will struggle. Levi and Cripps are both injured, although the club are not admitting anything and Williams is very underdone. Well, and this is what we'll touch on again, because we saw the controversy from the David Teague press conference on Thursday, and he's but, come uh, out yeah, he did come out and, and admitted, which is great to do. The lesson to be learned here is, footy, and this is footy clubs in general, this isn't just at Carlton, your football fans aren't stupid. We're not stupid people. We, we, we know what's happening. Just tell us, be transparent with us. Tell us, you know, the truth. Like, let your fans in. Like, let us know what's happening. And, you know, and the feedback, like what we're giving now, can maybe reflect the truth rather than, you know, the end of the day. Guesses. At the end of the day. My, my opinion is, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I just have to say. Yeah. Members of the stakeholders of the club. Members should be getting the truth when it comes to injuries before anyone else. I just feel that, you know... And really, if the club are fearing telling their members, you know, I'm not talking about Carlton here because it happens at every club. This no, is, I know, this I is know, an I know. AFL That's why issue. I don't want to make, I don't want to pinpoint no, this, this is on not, this. this is not a Carlton. I know. It's just this, Carlton were in the news for th- it. This is almost, this is almost, this is worldwide. This is sporting sport. organizations yeah. around the world. Tell your members what's happening. Like we've seen with Adelaide. They didn't tell their members what was happening with Matt Crouch. No one knew. I mean, Adelaide supporters probably thought Crouch was a fair chance to play round one. Yeah. We're now at round eight. He's still round, we're now at round 10. He still hasn't played. In the, I mean, apparently this week they're saying he's speaking to surgeons. It's like, 
give the members updates on these players, their injuries, because people care. I, I know. Uh, it's it's just. I sometimes feel like they they treat us like idiots. Yeah, it's just like a bit of a, bit of a you know wake up to all the sporting organisations around the world. Give you give your members you know appropriate injury news. At the end of the day, if you're so scared to give it to them, that's probably saying a little bit about where the club's at. Well, yeah. Like to be honest, I'm going to give a bit of a shout out to Richmond here. They've been very straightforward at where their players are at. They've come out and said, yep, he's out for this amount of time. Because they're confident enough to back their staff, their players, their systems, their procedures to know that, yes, the injury is unfortunate, but, you know. And I understand like, I understand clubs could be reluctant to say a player's out for a certain amount of time in case of a setback. And then they're like, oh, well, you said he was out for two weeks, five weeks ago. I get that. But if you just if build you a reputation, communication. if you build a reputation of providing constant updates and honesty, then it doesn't matter. It's communication. Tim W says, some good reflections Reflections on Carlton starting. We are too nice. I hear a lot of heat on the assistant coaches, but we excuse Teague. We do. Are, are we too nice by excluding Teague from our criticism of coaches? Teague should not be excluded from the criticism. Next well, one. Why should he? Why should he? No, that's, I, I'm not getting into it. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave this one to you. I, I'm not... I don't know. I, I it's, it's a coaching group. It's a coaching group. We know that John Barker. I always got, think. I always think that when a coach gets sacked, I, I mean, he's not going to get sacked. I, I like you look at you look at soccer, um, at the Premier League, for example. When a coach gets sacked, the whole group leaves. Their whole his whole assistant coaches group leaves. Not many people stay. There are yeah. a couple of club assistant coaches who stay, yes. but the, the majority of the group leave. Yeah, I feel as if. And a senior coach, when they leave, surely the people around him are just as much responsible. 100%. And I and I think we spoke about it last week. I think the first step, you know, if these if the, if the on-field results don't turn this year, the assistant coaches will be step one. I feel as if Carlton have gone through that many senior coaches. Maybe it is. And I... And, and I'll, I I'm t- I'll put it to you this way. There's no world in which we live in where David Teague will exit Carlson before someone like John Barker. Yeah, well, I think it's probably fair. I mean, I... I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Mate, at the end of the day, we don't see what happens in the four walls, so it's hard to... It's hard to make we an educated comment. But, but I can but, tell you what's happening on game day, and I'm not loving it. Yep, and that's fair. Uh, Edward Trembath says, Out of the 13 remaining games, we play a current top eight side four times... Surely finals is still in reach with Martin Fisher and Jack, etc. to come in. Let's keep positive. I'll believe it when I see it. I guess, and I, I'm not... It's not a bad take. It's not a bad if take. the door opens up. But to probably put it into, perspective, uh, into context, GWS aren't a current finals team, and they're going to be very hard to beat over there. Um, St Kilda aren't a current finals team. They're going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, Adelaide, we play them over there. They're going to be... Nah, they're here. Is that, are we playing them here? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, we've still... The, the flashy 440 Sunday Twilight fixture at Marvel. And we got Frio over there. Got they're not going to be easy there. to beat over there. It's just like, I understand what you're saying and it's very, it's a very fair take and I don't mind it. I just think uh, no games are easy this year to as we've finals, seen. finals from here, we essentially have to go 10 and 3, 9 and 4 at worst. 
Yeah, nine and four at worst, yeah. Uh, Josh Waldron says, if you compare us to Melbourne, similar age demographic, we were both basket cases, and how did they make the step up? Choco Williams and Adam Uze came this year, and the year before they got Darren Burgess. So have so they have transformed a soft team into a ruthless all-round team. How do we do that? Uh, adding up that, they also transformed Petrarca into an okay first-round pick into probably the best pick of the draft. All their kids are developing, and ours aren't. Pickett, Fritch, Jordan are all flying. How do we develop the kids better? Now, I just want to say, I see a lot of similarity. I, I agree with Josh. There's a lot of similarities in our list to what theirs is, and most probably was last year. I think this is yep. a step up. And I think my answer to that is, in terms of the Darren Burgess, where we've brought in Andrew Russell, Yep. and that's you know meant to be pretty much yep. very similar. Yep. In terms of our development, well, last year we brought in Daniel O'Keefe and Luke Power, and this is really the first year that they've been able to do their thing because last year... There's no feeder competition. Yep. yep. So the, and then I guess, could you say Wusha is our Choco or is Choco a different role no, to Choco's Wusha? there full-time. So Wusha's not full-time, he's more an advisor. Correct. So I guess maybe next year Carlton need to bring in, I guess, someone like a Choco or someone like a... Adam Uze, maybe two. Because, um, yeah, I mean, mate, Melbourne fans were calling for Simon Goodwin's head. They were saying he couldn't coach. Yeah, I know. So it's not, I'm telling you, I, if I, the coach doesn't have the support around him. I agree. And that's what I'm saying. The assistance will be, if Carlton are thinking there's an issue with what's happening in the coach's box, I guarantee you, whether we think it's right or wrong, everyone's going to have different opinions. The assistants will be cleaned out before the senior coach, and I'm yeah, I'm happy to say. Uh, and, and and I and I and that's not me necessarily defending David Teague. That's just what's going to happen. They're not going to throw David Teague to the wolves before they clean what's around him. Yeah, because really, what's around him? I mean, some of them are new. Uh, we know that Brent Stanton's relatively new to the club. I think he's been there a few years. Cameron Bruce. Cameron Bruce and Dale Amos are relatively new. But John Barker's been there a long time. Uh, let's, John Barker's a laugh. John Barker's been at Carlson under Moldhouse. Well, he's not a laugh. It is a laugh. Well, I think at one point he was running a very successful midfield. At one point he was. Under Brett, under, under Brett Radden, there were talks when we had, you know, yeah, Judd Murphy, Gibbs, Chris Judd, like, Cruiser. I could have coached that. But, no, no, I, but, no, but John Barker is in right now. Has gone through Radden, Moldhouse, Bolton, and now Teague. No, no, I understand that. R- right now, right now, hold on, we're getting smacked in the midfield. Do we not think when John Barker applied for the Carlton job in 2015, and he didn't get the job? Do we not think like, it was a bit weird? He stuck around. If you don't think he's good enough to be a senior coach, I can. Mean, I get some people are a senior. And he also failed at the Gold Coast job. He's had two genuine like. Two horse race cracks for a senior coaching gig. No, no, it 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 was a bit weird. Like you oh, feel like as as stiff as it is to say when that happens, like it's happened a few times to Robert Harvey. He hasn't got a job, so he's packed up and moved. I don't know. I'm I'm not suggesting Barker needs to pack up and move. I'm just saying, you know, that is a bit of a. It's something that has happened before. For me, it's an easy change. The senior coach gets made the scapegoat on many instances once again I don't think David Teague's the greatest coach by any means but for me the natural and the more measured 
you know, process to take here is this is David Teague's second full year in charge. Then David Teague is safe for this year, whether we like it or not. Going into 2022 is a big year for David Teague if we end up finishing 12th, 13th, 14th in 2021. Yeah. Right? For us to give David Teague every chance of being successful, we have to clean what's around him. No, I understand and that. And John Barker appears to me, considering he's been there for so long and nothing's happened, to be the easiest one to move on. Okay. I get what you're saying now. Okay. No, interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matt Gandolfo says, with Marchie and Cunningham now long-term injuries... Uh, sorry, it's just closed. There we go. With Marchie and Cunningham long-term injuries, does that open up two spots on the list for the mid-season draft? Good call. And it does. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Daniel Imbessi says... Can we just say before we move <clears throat> on, four of our former lads have nominated for the draft. Well, was it McCready? Yes. Lang? Yes. Did Paulson? No, Ben Silvani. Okay. And was the other one... Was Did Finbar? No. Gorringe? No. Well, he did. I know he did as a joke. Okay. Who was the fourth? Kim LaBoyce. True, I saw that from South Adelaide. Yes. Could we pick up LaBoyce? I doubt it. <laughs> um, that'll be bloody interesting. <laughs> um... Yeah, Daniel and Bessie says, personally, I just don't think Teague has the match day now. So I was pleased. I was pleased to finally see him make some changes and play stock on the ball and dock up the ground. When Harry came back on and clearly couldn't lift his arm, why was the plan to still bomb it long? Had to kick to Leeds. Because we got nothing else. Because we just lose too much system. That we don't move the ball quick enough to be able to work in that much space to allow you know a more open forward line and the void kicking to packs really. Well, Mudge Joe has said something similar. He said, why does the game plan appear to kick long inside 50 most of the time? They did it when there was Kerno, McKay and McGovern and still do it when there is only Harry. Uh, there is no creativity involving the smaller forwards. There's no creativity. Just very quickly, because we sort of touched on him, but not fully. Matt Owies. He wasn't great yesterday, though. But well, Now that we know what role he had, it's yeah. hard for him to be great. Um, yeah, I just feel like he's one who... I'd like to see stay in the team. I just wouldn't want to see him dropped to make way for someone else. Yep. Uh, Anthony says, uh, do we rest McKay next week after he hurt his shoulder? And if so, who do we replace him with? Well, that couldn't possibly be an option. Oh, if, if They won't rest McKay, but if McKay's not fit enough to play, it's a disaster. Mm. It's a disaster. Well, this is sort of what we were talking about, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, just very quickly, with the, it takes us to the mid-season draft. We have yes. to we we have to pick There's up some key holes. position players. We do, we do. <laughs> Anyone in mind, Bolt? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't really know the state leagues as well. I only really know the ex AFL players and what I've seen of them at AFL level. Can I just say, this is. Sort of just thought of this on the spot, but I feel like it's a valid point. Do you sort of feel like in the last few years, teams like St Kilda and even Richmond and these top clubs have brought in not necessarily the most talented personnel, and I'll give you an example, but someone who can do the job as a depth player if required and have come in to do the job, someone like a Sean McKernan. 
So St Kilda have acknowledged that they have no depth in that area. So it's probably a good idea to bring in McKernan if he needs to play. And he hasn't really played. I think he's played one or two games for them. Yeah. But someone like that would have been great. So what are you hinting at Callum Moore? No, 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 no. Because I think Sean McKernan is a far better footballer than Callum Moore. I just think someone like that would be great for our list. Because really, it would make a bit of a difference if we had McKernan in there, in there perhaps instead of a Casbolt at the moment. Maybe, yes. Just little things like... Not necessarily anyone who's going to be no, part know, of our future. I know future, what you're saying. I know what you're just saying. a little stopgap for this year alone. Even for a few weeks. Yeah, I just think maybe... Because I feel like Carlton either pick up a really young guy who they plan on investing a lot of time into or someone who was a really talented youngster who never came along. They don't really put a lot of time into players who... To fill... Well, yeah, players I, who are capable but never going to be anything special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know the whole point of the mid-season draft really is to fill current needs yeah. during the season. I don't know. I just thought it's something that sort of came into my head. Um, and hopefully there are players out there, maybe like a Sean McKernan, because that would be someone we'd pick up. If Sean McKernan was on the table in the mid-season draft, would you take him? Uh, like it wouldn't like get someone me, like that. It wouldn't get me excited. But does it have to be an experienced no, well, this AFL is what I'm, player? This like, is what I'm saying. Like it's I not know, meant I to know. get you excited. We're just meant to pick up some depth, give you an alternative, just some help, really. Hmm. Someone like that doesn't have no, to no, be. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Let's let's move on. Um, Matt Weathers said, will it be doomsday scenario if we lose to the Hawks? And what will the implications of this be if we don't win? The tribe is getting restless. Restless. And it's fair enough we're getting restless. As in, I'm a bit sick of it. You know, we're going every week. And I can handle losing because we've done a lot of that for the last 20 years. But it's just like we're stuck in the mud. We're standing still going nowhere. Are we not? Mm, we're, that's what we are we're standing still we're not we've improved a little bit but everyone around us is just coming going straight past us we're standing still we're not going we're not moving Brenton Pattinson says boys good luck getting through this podcast what a nothing type of game to yeah, sit yeah. through what a nothing very, type of game very meh I still feel like it's the same issues week in week out and as supporters what is it going to take to get us excited about this team Winning. Yeah, we just want to win. Anthony Valella says, only positive is that Kemp will be playing in the VFL this week. Yeah, that'll be exciting to that'll see. That'll be exciting. That Def- could, you know... Do we know if that's a Channel 7 game this Sunday? Uh, ooh, I don't know. It's a one ten Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Actually, it might be if it's the one ten Sunday. Yeah, I feel like it probably would be. Well, that'll be good to watch. Um, Gadjo says, KPP for mid-season draft. Who would come in if we lost Jones or Weedering at the moment? I don't even want to think about it. Ben Mazone says, why is it only Jonesy, Weeders, Walshie, Cripper, Ed Kerno, Harry and Eddie playing four quarters? How does Levi and Williams still get a game? Honey is the obvious replacement for Levi and Paddy Dow is a better mid than Williams will ever be as a mid. Um, Off the back of what? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Damien Birmingham says, not playing like a team. 
Melbourne's mids move as one. We don't even get around Stocker when he kicks his first goal. Mm. As the old saying goes, if nothing changes, nothing changes. It's time for Teague to make some real changes. A message has to be sent to the underperforming players, uh, such as Levi. Yeah, I think we've sort of... Yeah, I guess we've touched yeah, on that. As in, Levi's just a recurring theme every week. I think everyone knows where he's at. And he's at a level which is just inappropriate, really. To, but there's no one else. There's just no one else. Stephen Patsias says, What do we need to do to salvage something from this season which is starting to become a train wreck? Teague is starting to lose the fans with his team selection integrity. Yep. The next three games, we need to win two of them minimum because I can see heads roll again at the club. I, I agree. There's no doubt about it. Do you think... This is from Chris Mormon. Do you think it's possible that things could get bad enough to bit fatigue to be let go mid-season or is he safe for at least the year? Oh. oh I... No, nah, he's safe. I'm going to answer that. He's safe. He won't... There is no world... Where he'll get sacked before the end of the year. No, he won't get sacked mid season. No, no, I agree with that. I think. What we if could... we finish the season seven and fifteen? I don't think he'll get sacked mid season. No, he'll he won't get sacked. He year. won't get sacked mid season, and he probably won't get sacked end of the season either. But is that almost? It's it, it's just Carlton have to wait, and like he's not. He is safe. He's safe for twenty twenty one. But if we get to the end of the season and we're seven wins, eight wins, nine wins, mid-table, no, not threatening for the eight, we've almost got to make an executive decision. Do you pull the cord now and just move on as quickly as possible and try and, you know... For me, I'm just going to say it. I've been holding back. For me, it's annoying. It's annoying that we're in a position where our coach is still so new that it almost seems impossible that we're going to sack him. I don't care who the coach is. There's nothing against David Teague personally. I just think... Football clubs in general, if a coach isn't performing, they shouldn't have to... It's like, I don't care how long they've been there for. Yeah. It's like, if, if it's not working and it's not been not, and it hasn't been working for long enough... I agree. Then... Just got to cut our losses and say cut, we made an error. We got the wrong bloke. Yeah, I mean, put pride aside. You know, the club's made so many errors in the past as it is. What difference does it well, make? And, 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 I'm not, it, and it, as I've said, I'm not saying that we need a sack T. I'm not saying, you know, Teague's not the right guy. T could very well end up, you know, they could easily build a team around Teague and he ends up being a successful coach easily. But I'm just saying we shouldn't be in a position where we're too scared to get rid of people. It's fair enough. I agree with that. I agree with that. We've got to weigh out whether it's worth pulling the cord to resurrect what we've got at the moment before it's too late. That's... You couldn't have put it better. Couldn't have put it better. Pulling the cord to resurrect what we've got before it gets too late. Uh, Kevin Kwong says, What's the deal with Cripps and Teague's responses? He was a 6 out of 10 yesterday with 8 clangers, a big minus. Stocker in the midfield looked great. Does he keep his place in the side for the rest of the season? And next week, TDK for Levi, surely. I'm pitting it out before Casbolt, unfortunately. SDP says, do we have any insight into what Carlton may be looking for in the mid-season draft? Is Tyson Stengel an option and are there any tools available? Now, I actually heard Stengel might be going back to Richmond. Yeah, I read that as well. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think Carlton's going to bring in Tyson Stengel. I would... I'd be... I'd be for it. Mate, we need a small forward. Baggage. You know what? If we think our culture's good enough, then Richmond back themselves in to turn these plays around. Why don't we? They brought in Sydney Stack when no one else wanted him. They brought in who was the other one? Um, 
Pickett after he went to jail, and look how good he's become. Like, if you're back in your culture... Backed then in Rioli and Bolton this week. Rioli kicks the game winner. Mate, it's all about culture. If we think our culture's good enough, bring in Tyson Stengel. You know, I, last, I don't know if he's a good player, and I'm just saying you know, as an example. Year, I won th- three weeks in a row. I had Tyson Stengel to kick the first goal of the game, and he did it three weeks in a row last year. <laughs> <laughs> he's a household name in this in my house, Tyson Stengel. <laughs> Three weeks in a row. Um, but yeah, so... On the fourth week, you hit the post. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, last year. Um, but let's go back to this question because I want to analyze this a little bit. And I'm going to give you the, the, the light here. We have two picks in the mid <laughs> He's literally holding a torch. <laughs> Did not even realize... What, what is that? I don't know. I just saw it on the desk. I get a bit fidgety. <laughs> All right. We got two picks in the mid-season draft. You're the list manager. Who are you taking? Because I know mine. I've, I've got mine. I, I, know your, I know yours as well. But Well, do you know my two? Yeah. Well, I know one of them's Nathan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. I t- I'm taking Freeman. He's averaging 40 in the VFL. Yeah. I don't. I can. I, don't, I can't really give you personnel. I can give you positions of where I think we should be attacking. Okay, what are those positions? Two, who's your other bloke? It's a. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a left field one. Do you remember the bloke who used to play for the Northern Blues? Yeah, Fisher. Oh yeah, that midfielder. Yeah, he's dominating. Yeah, in I the waffle. Him. Yeah, I'd just take two mids. I know we've got our issues around the ground, and I know it's ridiculous we wouldn't be taking another forward or a back, but reality is, I mean, we got, we've got, we got... I think the reality is Kerno's going to probably come back after the bye, hopefully, and worst-case scenario, we can swing Casbolt back. You know, so we've got Silvani and Honey coming through. We've got McGovern, who might not play this year, but hopefully does at the back end. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you can move magnets around to fill those holes, maybe not very well, but in terms of our midfield, it's not like we've got players out. We haven't got that many midfielders out, and it's already getting smacked every week. So we just need to add to the midfield. We just need to bring in. And I know it's sort of contradicting what I said last week, because I think I said last week we can't be bringing in midfielders because we've got all these issues elsewhere. But having thought about it, I just feel like we've got issues where we've got injuries, but we've also got injuries in the midf- issues in the midfield where we don't have injuries. Now, could you imagine if Sam Walsh or Cripps went down? We'd be stuffed because we don't have anyone to come in for them. But it's not like we're waiting for players as well to come back from injury. No, I know. I so, agree with you. So what do you think? What Is positions it... do you think? I mean, go... we, we need everything, really. Yeah, I'd go one and one. That's fair. I'd go one and one. One midfielder, one KPP? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more appropriate. That is probably more appropriate. Get a KPP that can play at both ends. They need one. Badly. Would you bring back Ben Silvani? No. <laughs> As in, like, we do listen him for a reason, obviously. Fair enough. Let's move on in the Twitter sphere. Ewan Morton says, next five games, how many should we win? And how many will we win? So it's Hawthorne, Sydney away... West Coast, Giants away, Adelaide. Well, if they're half serious, Hawthorne and Adelaide will be wins. West Coast at the G, really? Well, that should be a win as well. 
I am going to say we have to you win. Can, you can pinch one of the interstate ones. Yes, Bolt. I love that. Wingers. Wingers. We. You're right. We need to pick up. And well, hang on. Freeman's a winger. Yeah, but Freeman hasn't. He's put. I, I don't. He'd be playing in the middle, in the, in the um reserves. Yeah. No. But we need wingers. Look, who lined up on the wing for us yesterday? <laughs> Other than Doherty, because Doherty wasn't bad. Cottrell. We haven't mentioned him yet. You weren't the biggest fan. Yeah, no, no, Cottrell's not up to it at the moment. And who links up? Um, yeah, that's the other, that's the other I love issue. this. Bolt's dad is holding up these signs, which are giving us some great tips. We forgot about to mention the winger with the mid-season draft, because it's probably true. Nunes has gone out because he's not up to it so far this year. And currently, we've got Cottrell on one wing and Doherty and Williams on the other yesterday, who are both not natural wingers. I know. So maybe we bring in a winger and a KPP. Is that a fair suggestion? Yeah, there definitely needs to be a key position player. They have to get... Yeah, yeah, probably. So, we, cause, yeah, because I think our, our inside mid can be looked after once Martin comes back. In those two games there. at St Kilda, did Freeman probably played on the wing as well? No, he is a winger. Okay. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. The mid-season draft. But yeah, just very quickly going back to what Ewan asked about the next five games. So I'd say, yeah. as you mentioned, Adelaide has to be a win. Yep. And Hawthorne, Hawthorne has, has to be, be a win. win. And I think if you're not winning any of the three games against Sydney, West Coast and GWS, there is... It just means you've now got a sample size of half a season. Yep. Where there's been no... And you haven't beaten anyone above you. Yep. Yeah, one of we really West Coast of the MCG is a game really. Like, let's be honest, we could just as easily win zero as we could win all five. Yeah, we won't win. Yeah, we won't win all five. No, but we could. We could. You, I can see us winning any of those three games, but I could also see us losing any of those three I, games. I, I agree with you. I agree. They're all kind of you know 50-50, games. SCG's tough. Yeah. SCG is tough. I don't. I think Sydney is it odd to say? Well, GWS is the hardest of those three, is it not? I reckon SCG is Sydney. I don't know. And then there's West Coast, who's the best team out of those three, but we're playing them here. Yeah, it will be. It's a very interesting five. We need decoding for that game. Yeah, it's a very interesting five weeks. So is it a minimum three? It's, a, oh, it's almost like a minimum four. Yeah. If you want, really. Yeah. Jimmy Faz says, if you were a child and got to pick another team, who would you pick? I'm asking for my daughters. <laughs> um, no, you'd pick the Blue Baggers. You'd pick the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, Josh Pierpoint says, with SPS being dropped, where does that leave him? And Darren Hodges replied saying he'll be playing in WA next year. Hmm. And Josh has then replied to Darren saying, my thoughts too. Him and some picks for Chera would be nice. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Where does it leave SPS that he's been dropped? Doesn't leave him in a great spot. I would. I, we said of the we said on the mid season on the quarterly season review, whatever it's called. It might just be best for player in club if Petrovsky. Because I just can't see Petrovsky Seden gaining, you know, reaching his ceiling at Carlton. We've just over the last five years. I can't see it. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it, it leaves him in a spot of bother. He's at a crossroads. 
Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not at the club next year. I'll put it that way. Johnny Ashler says, O'Brien in for Cottrell. Give him a few games. Petrovsky seed in for Setterfield and try Honey for Murphy. Leave Stocker in the middle and TDK has to be in. I don't get... I mean, Murphy plays yesterday, plays relatively well and still cops heat. Let's, let me just read out Mark Murphy's stats for those yesterday who Dude, weren't... It's just... Murphy had 19 touches. Why do we pick at, on Murphy at, and Chris? At 75%. He had seven score involvements, kicked a goal, had three marks, two tackles, four clearances, and two inside fifties. So Murphy was fine. I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of, you know, giving Murphy flack. But why do people think Murphy can't be in the team? I, there I are just know. so many ahead of him who shouldn't be in the team. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy I, I don't mind the first two changes that were noted. Yeah. Which were what? It was Setterfield out. That was O'Brien for Cottrell. Yep. And Setterfield out for SPS. Setterfield's really killing me at the moment. I actually don't think I'd drop him off yesterday. Yeah, he just... I don't really know where he was playing. I feel like he was playing wing and middle and just a bit of everywhere. He was lining up in the forward line occasionally as well. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had the five clearances, three inside 50s, four marks, four tackles, and 21 touches. So, I'd, I mean... No, yeah. no, it's definitely not the. It's, it's yeah, it's not bad. I wouldn't drop him. No, it'll be yeah. He shouldn't, but you know, it wasn't the most unbelievable performance I've seen. Um. Well, there's a couple of questions here we've sort of already addressed. I might just uh, zip through, and then this one's from Scooter, which we've sort of already addressed, but I want to talk about it again. Why do we persist in bu- in blindly bombing the ball into our forward fifty? Only for the opposition's tall defenders to pick it off. I've been banging on about this for so long, and I think it's time for my family to do an intervention <laughs> and rid me of this burden. <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, it is happening so, so I know. much. It, it, yesterday was ve- it was a, it was, a, it was very hard to watch yesterday. It just really was. Uh, Navy Blue Zenith says, "Who do you think would be the top five in the best and fairest right now, and the five players that are most holding us back?" Uh, from being an above-average team. And he's put in brackets here whether they're absent or just playing poorly. Um, so we'll start with the top five in the BNF. We've done ours. We won't read out ours, but we'll give you, off the top of your head, Bolt, yep. top five BNF right now. Walsh, Wiedering, Mackay. Um, There's a clear two more for me. Kerno. Crips? Yeah, that's my five. Yeah. Saad drops out just. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. That's my yeah, five. Yeah, that'd be the five. And Fogarty coming in at seventh. Yep. I'm happy with that. Um, And then the five players who are holding us well, back. in the same breath, you know, maybe Crips is one that, you know, we know he can go to an extra two or three levels. Well, I think we see here whether through absence or poor play, who's holding us back five players. Well, Kerno, because he's absent. Because he'd, yep. he'd revolutionise it. Imagine if we had Charlie in there instead of Levi. It'd be massive. So, Kerno, De Koning, Yep. through absence. Jack Martin's a massive barometer yep. for us. Zach Williams through form. Zach Williams through form. And although, if you compare it to the rest of the team, his form hasn't been as bad as what some people like to make out, we know Cripps can go to a whole nother galaxy with performance. We do. So it's probably Crips, but it also... But I don't like banging on about Crips because I still think it's unfair because if because like you know, people are saying Crips is the issue, blah, blah, blah. You know, He's still playing good football. He's still... It's just not at a level we know he's capable of. 
I think probably another one which you could maybe add in there could be Levi. Yes. But he comes under the Charlie category, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, have we covered all the... Yeah, well, this one from Talbot Henry says, what did you make of the team not getting around Stocker for his first goal? Now, I am absolutely wrapped that everyone's bringing this up because I want people to notice this. I don't want this to go under the radar because it's the little things. And can I just say, it's not just the fact that it's a player kicking his first goal. It's Liam Stocker. It's a guy who's been rummaged through the headlines. Rummaged is probably not the right word. Dragged dragged through the headlines because of the nature of when we took him in the draft. He's then gone home from the hub last year because he had whatever off-field issues he had. So he's missed, you know a time to bond with the group. He's a guy who's just... He's had a really tough career to date, I feel. It hasn't been straightforward. No. And here he is. He's busting his gut for the team and he's kicked his first AFL goal and the only player that's, players that have got around him are the three guys in our leadership group. Is Newman in our leadership group? Uh, anyway, yeah. Newman, Kerno, and Jones... That says quite a bit. I agree. No, you put, why aren't, you put it very why well. aren't his mates getting around him? Why aren't his young mates in the team getting around him? Does yeah. that say something? Yeah, it sums it up. Is he is he one that maybe is, hasn't fit in very well? I, d- I don't oh, know. I've got no idea. I don't it, it's know what not a it great is. look. And, I, yeah, and everyone I want, picked up on it. I want everyone around him when he kicks up. Even our mate who supports Collingwood said, what was with no one getting around Stocker? Yeah. I want everyone around him. When a player kicks his first goal... When we say, mate, we're just nice to him. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, it's like... I'm big for... I think positivity and good energy can get a team up and about. Well, every opportunity you get to put it on display, you should be. And there was just none of it there. I thought it was... I was that was my big takeaway from the game yesterday. No, no, you you put that very well. From such a small moment... It could have changed the rest of his performance. And he's a guy who needed it. He's a guy who needed it. Couldn't agree more. So that was really disappointing for mine. Uh, now, Bolt, we are, I think we may have run through every Twitter question. Beautiful. Um, let's just quickly zip back. Should we quickly do some team changes before we wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah. Let's do some team changes. What are your team changes if you're the coach? Well, Silvani should be back in. Yes, he should be. So, oh, well, hold on. So Cunningham's out. Um, let's let's say we do this on the basis that Mackay plays. Yeah, well, Mackay Mac- should play. Mackay will play. So, let's say just one change: Silvani for Cunningham. Easy. Yep. Um. See, so I almost. I'm going Silvani, Silvani Cunningham, De Koning, Pitonet, and uh, oh, it's probably it. I don't know. So Gibbons doesn't come into the twenty-two. I don't think anyone nah, needs to see nah. that. And I uh, so really, this it's hard to bring in guys like Nunes and Dow and Petrovsky sitting off the back of no reserves game. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'd still like to see Honey in there. Yeah, but he won't get a game now with Silvani yeah, back. I agree. So, yeah, those two changes sound pretty fair. But then, like, there's Cottrell. Uh, for me, Cottrell has played seven weeks in a row. And I don't want to make it eight. 
And <laughs> but once again, it's just who's coming in. Do we take the? Do we roll I, with Nunes? Crazy, or what's I, the I, point of bringing Nunes straight I, back in? I don't think Nunes for Cottrell is a good change. Why? Because we've already seen what we can get from Nunes, and it hasn't been much. Nunes has been out of form. I agree with Cottrell. I thought, I thought Nunes the- was playing better than Cottrell. I was surprised. Uh, you know, I wasn't you know surprised, what? I disagree. I wasn't surprised Nunes was dropped. I was surprised he was dropped before Cottrell. Well, I think uh, if you look at those little stats packages from Nunes when he was in the team, the lack of effort and intensity compared to Cottrell is why he was dropped before him. Yeah. I understand Cottrell is a, he's an animal... No, no, with, no, I'm not saying you should... determination I, and grit I, and effort. I know, I know, I know. I think he should be in there ahead of Nunes, personally. Personally. Mm. It'll be interesting. I don't think either so of them really... So maybe it'll just be those two changes, those two easy changes. Sound. Even the, the ruck change isn't easy. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. We, we could get anything. We could get anything. We could. We could. Um... Yeah, this one very quickly. I missed this one. A question from Stephen Reitman. He says, losing by four goals weekly. We're never really in it, but we're never really out of it either. Four goals. We aren't doing anything. But it's not really but helping we, But we have huge gaps. How do we improve? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Bolt, so those are the team changes we're going with? Yeah, we'll lock him in. Now, Bolt, just before we go, your dad's just, before we went on air, brought up a point to us. And I don't want to forget to mention this because it is a good point. And he said about our wingmen, how our wingers are essentially taggers. Yeah. Which is why we play such stop-start football and there's no fluency from the back line to the forward line. We're tagging our... We're almost, yeah. We're, we're sacrificing, you know, these link players, which is why the ball movement doesn't, you know, flow and move so quickly like other teams. Because Nunes and Cottrell are defensive-minded wingers. Well, Cottrell did... Well, Cottrell... There have been a lot of... I don't, I, I don't know definitively, but a lot of people have suggested Cottrell has been tagging as a defensive winger in the last couple of weeks, and he was definitely on Langdon all day yesterday. And I think it's a fair point because regardless, yeah, we're not regardless any of whether they're going to win that matchup or not, we're you're not just we're killing stuck, ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a fair point. And it now, all the puzzle pieces are starting to come together. We were sitting on Cottrell's wing yesterday, and we kept saying, "Why are they not kicking it to Cottrell? He was free yeah, every from time." To from Newman. The, Cottrell was sitting yeah, Newman, on the defensive fifty line, free every time. There was no one around him, and Newman never went that way. Newman kept burning Cottrell as an we, outlet kick. We keep going on the opposite side because that's the side where we want to get our run and carry, and then we become too predictable for other teams. It's interesting because Doherty and Williams are the other wingers who we want to get our run and carry for. It's a very good point, isn't it? It is. It is. It is the, it's a big missing part of our game, run and carry, free-flowing footy. Yeah, we're using one as a... Ta- yeah, it's a good point. We're losing our run because we're too predictable. Teams know that we're going to use the one side rather than the other. And on the other side, we're just sacrificing ourselves. Very interesting. It is. Yeah, it's a big point. And, yeah, and we don't have a genuine winger on our list. As we in, don't. 
you know, I, th- I still think Williams is better behind the ball as a halfback flanker rather than a winger. But so, so Cottrell's played every game bar round one. And round two, he didn't play either. He didn't play the first two weeks. Mm. Do you think maybe... And we, we moved it at, we moved it okay against Richmond. I think we moved it well. But in saying that, O'Brien didn't get much of the pill. No, he So we didn't. weren't using but that side But we noted anyway. as well, they were burning O'Brien that night. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see. Who played round two wing? Oh, Setterfield. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, Bolt, I think we've covered it all. No VFL this week, so no. there's no reserves to analyse. Back next um, week, MCG, Saturday, 1.45. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I my mean... My favourite time slot. At my favourite stadium. Yes. That is something me and Damien Hardwick can both agree on. Yes. Because I also hate Marvel. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Marvel. I don't like it. You can't compare it to the G. Not even close. I heard this Western Bulldogs fan call up radio today and say how insulted he is by Damien Hardwick's comments and how he's personally outraged and he's personally offended because he says, well, I play Marvel every week and I love it and it's the best stadium and it's so easy. <laughs> Mate, firstly... Ticket tech's better than Ticketmaster, firstly. <laughs> Coming from the southeast and suburbs, it's just much easier taking the train to Richmond than Southern Cross. I sit in the AFL members. The ticket allocation is significantly better at the MCG than Marvel. And Marvel is just lifeless sometimes. Yeah, as in Marvel reeks of a Sunday 110 time slot with 20,000 people. Who wouldn't want to be at the MCG? Like, If you're picking... You're picking the G every day of the week. Yeah. But yeah, Bolt, we're rambling on here. It's been lovely. We'll do it again next week. Uh, BNF leaderboard, we didn't post it last week, but it will be up on the uh, socials again this week. You beauty. We'll see uh, how that leaderboard is shaping up and let us know your thoughts when you see it. Bolt, we'll be back to do it all again next week. And boy, it better be after a win. You'd like to think so. Final tips for the match. We'll win this week. By how much? I, <laughs> I have to squeeze it out I've of I've actually, every time I've tipped us, we <clears> won <throat> this year. I'm losing my voice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tip Carlton by about eight goals. I think Hawthorne are terrible. Except we never beat them. To put it bluntly, they are terrible. Know, <laughs> they are terrible. Do you want to know how many times I've seen Carlton beat Hawthorne? Twice? Once. That Gibbs game? Yep. Yeah. Was that Gibbs' last game? I think it was. Second to last. Last game at home, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bolt, thank you. We'll do it again next week. Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning in and uh, let us know your thoughts. Leave us leave us a review if you'd like. And we'll see you next week on the Blues Footy Podcast. Been playing against the famous old dark blue.